0: Welcome to Fundamentally Drained Podcast with your hosts, Father Everett Lees, Father Tom Dahlman, and Justin Dixon. Three Christians exploring Christianity from a perspective other than the fundamental view from which we have become fundamentally drained. We'll begin the conversation and you take it from there. Today we will discuss a question um, that kind of came up, and uh, the question is. If there is no hell, then why do we go to church? <laughs> I think this is an outstanding question um, because it, because this is a question that in many churches, if you ask this, you would be asked to leave or you would be, someone would tell you you had some kind of demon <laughs> or something in you. You got the devil in you. So um, yeah, this is awesome. Um, So, but again, so if there's no hell, then why do we go to church? And it's one of those things where you got to go Jesus on it and ask a question with a question. (laughs) And so um, we've got to talk about if there is no hell, well, what is hell? Um, And uh, so I think that's where we kind of have to focus at the moment. And then we kind of blossom out from there. So TD in the hizzy um, wants to... (laughs) Wax on this for a minute, so I'm done. I'm sorry, too many words. Okay, Tom, take it away, buddy.
1: (laughs) So, this is a question that a good friend of mine asked, who's also a member of our church. And um, when she asked it, I was tired and um, it triggered me (laughs) because I had. I was just tired. I just got back from a trip, and I acted like a a jack a, and uh, and didn't answer it well. We
2: that and, Tuesday at Tom's house.
1: What would you say? <laughs> you <laughs> said
2: you acted like a jack a, and I said we call that Tuesday at Tom's house.
1: <laughs> yeah, every Tuesday. And I was thinking, um, what I heard was, "Why your job is pointless," and that was terrible of me. And it's an honest. Good question. And I was very unfriendlike or priestly in that moment. But I think it's worth answering because other people have the same question. And and so I've apologized to her a, a lot, hopefully enough. And uh, But first, let's pretend like we are... Biblical- she probably
2: even forgot the whole interaction
1: probably. Yeah, let's you're the
0: you're the you're the one probably crucifying yourself <laughs> knowing you. Yeah. It's okay, Tom. Sorry, Tom. Uh, look towards the mirror. You're smart and people like you.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry. Go I, ahead, Tom. My bad. Is that really true? <laughs> um, all right. So let's pretend like we're biblical literalists and um let's channel uh, my childhood upbringing in the churches of christ and let's just ask the question so anyone listening just got church of christ bingo how long will it take tom to say church of christ mom you got it so uh hi mom yeah and so it's a weird episode yes let's pretend like we're literalists and let's the big question about hell first of all let's just say the truth nobody knows nobody knows okay what tom this is just it's all a mystery nobody knows what happens after you die nobody okay
2: nobody knows now
1: let's pretend like we're biblical literalists jesus said the wages of sin is what death death did he say the wages of sin is didn't Paul say that? I was gonna
2: say didn't oh. Paul but I wasn't oh, right. gonna question time here you are being a biblical letterless yeah. you not even
1: get the person right. Okay, edit that out, Justin. <laughs> Paul said Paul said the wages of sin is Death. Death, yes. And so did Paul say the wages of sin is everlasting eternal torment?
2: Yes. No, no No, he
1: didn't. He said no, death. He death. Okay. Um And so, there's a first death, according to, I think it's Revelation, and then there's a second death. Okay, humans, we have heard our whole life that we have the soul, and the soul lives forever, right? If you grew up evangelical, that's what you heard. And so, you have the choice of spending eternity in in heaven or hell. That's what you heard. Watch Soul.
2: Was it Disney or Pixar? Yeah. Soul. Mm.
1: Yes. Um, yeah, Paul said it in Romans 3. Sorry, everybody. The wages of sin is death. But And that there is this everlasting fire prepared for the devil and his angels. Okay. But the only people who are promised eternal life are the righteous, not the unrighteous. So if you're a literalist, there is no scripture you can go to that says there is everlasting torment. Over and over, scripture says the unrighteous are destroyed, not destroyed over and over again, just destroyed in this fire. So, I'm not a literalist. We'll talk Can about Can I play
2: devil's advocate for for just a minute? Sure. Yeah, I think Okay,
1: so Keep your thought, partic- Tom.
2: Particularly in Matthew's gospel, you know, Jesus will talk about you know, they'll be cast into the outer darkness where there is weeping and, you know, gnashing of teeth and, you know, Matthew, Ma- Ma- Jesus and Matthew in particular seems to have sort of a lot of judgmental
1: Right. Like Matthew, of like Matthew 10, 28, which says, Do not fear those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul, not everlasting torture the soul, but rather feel, fear him who is able to, whatever." it is
2: Go
1: ahead, what Destroy both body destroy. and soul in hell. That's Matthew 28. Not not punish forever. It's, it's destroy. Um, people will say, well, what about the rich man and Lazarus? Well, let's be literalists here, which we're not supposed to be. We shouldn't be. It's a bad way to read scripture or to interpret it, but let's pretend like we are. The rich man and Lazarus are not in hell. They're not in the end of time. Where are they? They're in Hades, which is, according to uh, the Hebrew scriptures, the waiting place, where where the dead wait. So, uh, there is no um, eternal uh, flame that you just uh, continually burn and have your body reformed. And So, the literalist can't say that there's not a hell, but the literalist also, I think it's really hard-pressed to say that there's an eternal punishment.
2: <clears throat>
1: That's all.
0: Hmm.
2: But, okay, so Matthew 25, 46. Uh, after Lord, when was it that you saw me hungry or thirsty? Truly, I tell you, as you did not do it to one of these, you did not do it to me. And these will go away into eternal punishment. But the righteous into eternal life.
1: Ooh. Mm. <laughs> yes. It does <laughs> say that.
2: I mean, I, I, here's the thing, Tom. I, I I actually agree with you, but I think we also have to say that there are biblical texts, particularly in Matthew's gospel, where there there appears to be a pretty severe judgment, um, and and I. I I mean, I, I agree with you
1: that overall, I think most of the texts. I'm not saying it's a, not severe, and right? I'm not huh? saying it's not judgment.
0: He's saying it's not eternal torment, but like you know, there's there's separating of the goats and the sheep. There is uh, separating the wheat and the, the weeds, child. the and burning it, burning it, you know, and and so on, and um, and I know where you're going, Tom. We've talked about this, you know, right? So, um, but. Yeah, I don't know if I could sit down and picture out. Did you flub that eternal thing in Matthew? What did you say, Matthew? What was yours, uh, Everett?
2: Matthew twenty five forty six, 46. And those, these will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. Is that
1: NIV? If you, go, or if you in, go into the context, though, the punishment is destruction. If you go back far enough in that verse. Hmm. Um, and is it pleasant? No. So is eternal
2: so is so is destruction better than eternal punishment.
1: I would think so. Mm-hmm. I mean being tortured versus dying, I mean most people would prefer death.
0: You know the the rich man, you know the waiting place which I still can't get out of the Beetlejuice waiting room mentality. Um, but the waiting place, the rich man is, didn't he ask for Lazarus, um, didn't he still bossing around Lazarus to dip his finger in the pool of, No. huh? Yeah. And Bring tell, me something to drink. What was the point of that? Because <laughs> I'm waiting, <laughs> still asking him to wait on him. But you know, in that mentality, that's like, oh, wow, he's burning in hell and, and he has, he's thirsty. Well, right. first
1: of all, it's a parable.
0: Right. Right, right, right. right.
1: right sure. Yeah. So what was your point, Justin? I was just saying it's like
0: sounds hot. <laughs> it
1: does sound hot. I mean, it doesn't sound like a fun place to wait. And as I said, I don't think we should interpret scripture like this mm-hmm. because we're we're assuming we're making a lot of assumptions that the first Christians had the scriptures. Uh, they might have had a, one of the gospels, a letter from Paul. Who knows? They had the Hebrew scriptures if they were a Jewish community, and and how long did it take Christians to get the scriptures so they could sit down and come up with these systems of understanding? Oh, God. <laughs> a long time. A long time, right. So even when you had an agreed-upon list, and before Martin Luther changed the list that the evangelicals uh, use, uh you still had to wait till the printing press. So this is—it's not a fair way to interpret scripture. But um, anyway, go ahead. Oh no! I feel like I derailed the conversation. No, 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 no. no. I think it—I
2: think I think it's a good—I think I think it's a good conversation. I would say that you know, nine out of ten times, I would agree with you that I think it's that that being a literalist when it comes to an interpretation of scripture is wrong. I'm just saying that to play devil's advocate is, is that I think that there are clearly texts of judgment. I think that a lot of times we want to gloss over those texts. Um, and um, as, as, um, you know, I, I how many times do I hear people say, Oh, I'm so glad we're not like that judgmental God of the old testament and now we have Jesus who's right and bunny rabbits and unicorns and fluffy rainbows. Right. And it's like, well, there's some there's some text of, of mourning and judgment um, you know, in, in scripture to be found. And so that's all I'm trying to say. I'm not I'm I, I agree with you. I, I I largely agree with you.
1: I I, I agree with you 100%. Um, I'm not saying that it doesn't... There is There are tons of verses that talk about an eternal fire, which goes back to the point of what this place we call hell, the reason it was created was for, what, what did we first say? The devil and his angels. But for humans who are not eternal beings, despite what we grew up hearing, uh, they were created beings. It's the punishment is distraction. That's the only point I'm making. As a, as a biblical literalist, uh, that's what I see. I'm yeah. sure people would like to argue with that, but um, anyway.
0: So I feel like we are we can't continue into the current question of this episode yet because I feel like we still need to unpack hell some um, in some form. Um, because right. like, if we go into it right now, I feel like every, we're kind of like, we, we tore the engine down and we've put it back and we look at the ground. and it's like, Oh, there's still <laughs> 12 pieces left.
2: Mm-hmm. So, uh, well, so I, can, can, let me say that, that in scripts, so or if we're talking about, you know, if we're talking about scripture, I mean, I think that there's a couple of things. One is that there's a discussion. There's, there's an image of Hades as one, you know, image that that gets translated as hell. I think there's another one, Sheol, which gets translated as as hell, and then there's Guiana, which is the trash heap that's outside of Jerusalem, which gets translated. So those those three words tend, hey, but they all have different <laughs> origins, right? So Sheol, Hades, and Diana are all um, are, are not one on one. They're 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 reflective of different times and different periods. Right. Uh,
1: right. Are I they, haven't it. Go
0: ahead. I was gonna say, are those all three considered places of torture and punishment? Because I don't think
2: Sheol is. Right? <clears throat> Yeah, so 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 Sheol is just like a place of non existence. I mean, it's my sort of understanding of it, is is that it's just like it, it's a place, yeah, it's a place of non existence. Um and Hades is just um a place where you go when you die, but then it sort of took on this other um um image, like so the the second letter of Peter says, if God did not spare the angels when they sinned, but cast them into hell and committed them to chains of the deepest, darkest, to be kept until the judgment. So, so I mean, back to Tom's point, even there, it's like, you know, the, hell is this place where you are kept until, until the day of judgment.
1: Mm.
0: Okay. So then, um, all right, so see if i can be methodical about this and then um <clears throat> in Gehenna, we've or, turned
1: off the biblical literalist uh brain set brain right now right yes yeah. keep going yeah Sorry, Justin.
0: <laughs> literalist disengaged yeah. Disengaged. So, um and so um brah you got me Okay. I did make one note. So, okay. Let's, let's, let's talk about, uh, Tom, you talk about, uh, destruction, destroy, um, instead of eternal punishment, eternal flame, eternal torture, right? So where are you unpack what you, why you kept bringing up it's destroy as opposed to, so why did you keep saying that?
1: Well, Well, because for example, the very first sermon I preached Seeking people to uh, come forward and respond. I was, I think, 20 years old at church camp. I was a youth intern, preached this thing about, you know, res- you know, responding to the love of Jesus. And I sat down. I didn't expect any come anyone to come forward. And I remember remember thinking it'd be terrible if they did because these kids are clearly not thinking right. <laughs> well, then the because they're exhausted and it's 100 degrees. And then the director of the camp got up and said you know, I'm disappointed he preached a great sermon and you think it's hot out here. Oh. Uh, and then he just went into this long thing about the eternal punishment of hell. Yes. And and so I think most people if you grew up like I did, there's a lot of people who just responded or baptized. Because
0: um, they didn't to want the to go burn forever.
1: Right, they're trying to get their get out of hell free card. Right. And if, and that is, if you are a literalist and you're approaching Scripture in that way, um, as if it's one book, and you're a modernist and you can flop it open and make all these parallel um, interpretations using uh, Corinth or Corinthians to interpret. Uh, Second Chronicles or something like that, which is not possible for anyone until the printing press. But let's just say you can do that. Uh, there is, it's it's destruction. There's not this eternal torture. Uh, it is just the end. It's death. It's just like Rover. You're dead all over.
2: Well, and and I think and and a lot of our images of hell really come from sort of this middle age, you know, period where you've got like, you know, Milton and Dante and art art at that time um, is, you know, really emphasizes this notion of um, destruction, punishment. Um, And so I think a lot of that comes more from art than it really does from the biblical texts. Um and and there's a certain sense to it. I mean when when you have plagues right and left, I mean you begin to sit there and think differently about life and have I lived a good life and you know um you know the the this the dying suddenly is makes makes things different
0: hmm. Okay, so um if Tom, just to jump back to destruction right so that is that is death right so you're you're saying it just continues to you know point out that destruction will come and this is all on the end of let's say warnings um uh, you know if this then this right and that's where that destruction comes if you you know live this life then this comes destruction comes um agree is that okay to say that that way sure okay yeah yeah yeah. felt like you lost your motivation come on buddy stick with me yes yes okay um and so um so then if if you know if there is no hell um, and, in hell for me, you know, we've talked about this before too, is the center of the earth because we decided it's the hottest place we know. <laughs> and, um, you know, that, that was hell, right? Are we going to go, you're going to go to the center of the earth. You're going to go sit on a, I don't know, a rock bench <laughs> and burn. I don't like know. It.
2: What? You're going to like it.
0: <laughs> and so, um, so if that's not there. Then uh, playing devil's advocate, everybody dies. So what's right. why, why do we fear destruction? Why do, why do we fear being destroyed? Um, so this just got really deep, but let's talk about that a little bit. And every, anyone can jump in, Tom. You don't have to answer this question, but I'm curious.
1: <laughs> well, I would say mo- many people don't. It's not about fear. It's about, I mean... Fear and punishment are not the greatest motivators. As
0: Agreed. 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 They're um,
1: great short-term motivators. Short-term, yes. Right. Um, in, in the, Until you're you 20 know, the and you're fear, out on your own. <laughs> yeah. I used to hear all the time, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. It is. It's the beginning of it. Mm. But then Jesus expects us, calls us to go on to maturity. And in First John, we hear there is no fear in love. Whoever fears has not been made perfect in love. So the, the goal is not to fear God, fear this eternal punishment, and then do these things so that you won't be burning forever. But because we see this love in Jesus, we see this life, uh, light, peace, and 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 we have the choice of being with god um so what do you want to disappear do you want to uh, be destroyed and i'm as again this is not what i think happens but from this frame of reference or do you want to um do you want to be walking towards in the light with god peace Joy, love, all that stuff, for eternity.
2: Well, and I want to back up just just a moment and say that I I think that you you know whatever whatever hell is that there is a uh, what Fleming Rutledge would call a godlessness to it, and if you think about like uh, von Balthasar when he when he like I think it's his Holy Saturday sermon and and he talks about um you know that Christ ascended to this place where no light could reach it. Mm. Right, I mean so whatever you think like whatever you think God is, hell is the exact opposite of it. And 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 there's a sense in which hell is a power to be defeated. And it's something that Christ does in his resurrection. So whatever hell is it has been defeated in Christ's resurrection and so if you think about eastern the like eastern orthodoxy iconography you know it, it always presents Jesus as like breaking open the gates of hell and bringing Adam and Eve and the dead from that spot so whatever whatever hell is it is a power that has already been defeated and and so why we continue to place it as a thing of, for us to continue to fear is sort of beyond me. Hmm. Does that make any sense?
0: Yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Um, we're obsessed with hell, right? Um, we the, the royal we, um, mm-hmm. and but it's but it's very human, right? We need to know. I need to understand this. And Tom, a, a question. This question originates. Um, I mean, I feel like we've all thought about it. Um, if we have entertained the idea of a non-literal hell. Uh, no, that didn't come out right. Well, non, you know what I mean though. non-literal biblical hell. <laughs> um, if you've entertained that idea, then I feel like this question has come up, which we have still haven't gotten to the root of yet. Um, because I still, um, and I feel like Everett, what you just said is—is is, yes, that is the overarching answer to all of this, in a sense. Um, We haven't answered the second part of the question, the original question. Um, But I think Tom uh, in the beginning also said and and answers a question for that really gave me some peace is that we don't really know. No one knows. Right. Um, And I think that that's something that, um, you know, if fear is the beginning of wisdom, I think that hope is a place of. I I can't say mature wisdom because that sounds self, you know, both. No, I don't know what I'm just going to try to say, but like hope is further into wisdom because what I, what's something that happened for me is like reading in different areas um, in the Bible and other places is that hope becomes something that is we look for. We hope for the resurrection of the dead. We hope for this and we hope for that. Not literal this is what's going to happen on day one after you die, or this is going to happen when judgment happened or rapture and all those things. There is the word hope. I started, it's like a, one of those things where um, it's like the movie national treasure, they're reading a map and all of a sudden these words start lighting up and coming out to them. That's what happened to me. It's like hope started appearing everywhere. We hope for this. and We hope for that. And um, so for me, it kind of said, oh, this isn't done. This isn't figured out. No one knows. It's just that this is where we are leaning towards and hoping for um, in the eyes of what takes place after. And hope can't be figured out in that way.
2: Which is a great plug for uh, N.T. Wright's book, Surprised by Hope. (laughs) Um, And he should start
1: giving us a cut. (laughs) (laughs) Ding. We'd like you to...
2: You know we 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 don't know what happens after this life right our hope is what happens to the life after the life after death (laughs) right i mean that's what that's what that's that's what the bible talks about bible doesn't say you die and here's what happens the bible says you die and after some period of time resurrection occurs and and the Bible is actually far more clear on the life after the life after death than it is about what happens to us right when we die.
0: Tom, you tell me you... all that, all that. Echo. I have an echo now.
1: Um. Yes, but everyone who's listening for the first time just got totally lost. Yeah, because- did that
0: blow it up? Okay, so let's 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 maybe pull back from a little bit from that because maybe that's not there where we're headed with this question. Um, so I went. Uh, so um, here's what I did: I rewrote the question, and I wrote I rewrote the question as: If you're going to be destroyed, then why go to church? <laughs> right. So if everyone's gonna die, why go to church? And we don't have time to answer that today. So I don't know. Okay, so let me ask you, Tom, is there anything that we haven't said today about hell that you want to say with this question in mind so that we can talk about why we go to church next episode?
1: Uh, can I read a quote by N.T. Right?
0: No. I'm just kidding. Of course, if we he get a said, cut.
1: He was asked... Um, about the reality of hell, and this was his response. Hmm. Why are Americans so fixated on hell? Far more Americans ask me about hell than ever happens in my own country, which is the UK. And I really want to know, why is it that the most prosperous, affluent nation on Earth is really determined to be sure that they know precisely who is going to be frying in hell and what the temperature will be and so on, there's something quite disturbing about that, especially when your nation and mine has done quite a lot in the last decade or two to drop bombs on people elsewhere and make a lot of other people's lives hell. So I think there uh, are some quite quite serious Adler. issues about why people want to ask that question. Uh, I
0: Because we win. And going well, to hell is not winning. America.
1: <laughs> yeah, I just wonder, like... Uh, if that's true are americans more fixated on this than um, people christians around the world and why would that be uh, i and,
2: and this is and this is why i think um, the the protestant the, the liberal protestant the mainline protestant temptation of rushing past images of judgment and hell does us a little bit of a disservice because I think we need to sometimes sit in people's disquietness about the fact that they're really worried about things that they have done and left undone mm. Mm. And, and, and and I think and, and I think that when when you live in a really prosperous nation and you know, things, you know, go really well. I, I think there's a there's a there's an innate sense in which we know that this is not how it's supposed to be, and uh, or how it is for most people, and so there's this feeling of guilt about it, and so all we all we do is now we just sit there, and as long as we're you know as long as I'm not as guilty as Justin, like if I can just be a little bit ahead the head of the line than Justin, then whew, I'm
0: okay. Then maybe it'll only take a hundred people. So much
2: into. You know, scapegoating as a culture, because it makes us feel better, and we think we're ahead of the line on judgment. Well, you know, God's going to get Justin before He's going to get me.
0: <clears throat> That's a great concept. I don't know if it's true. Uh, I don't know if it's true either. But yeah, because I because um, I'm it real quick, what
2: I'm going to trademark it real quick.
0: Okay, do it real quick. I'll wait. But I mean, what's the what's the largest? Um, denomination in this country Catholic. Roman
1: Catholic work. Yeah. Catholic.
0: And second
1: after baptist. baptist is it really? Tradition. Okay. Yeah.
0: Um, and i kind of feel like, um, there is, nah, that probably doesn't play into this. Sorry. I, I thought I had somewhere to go with this. Um, but that's good. That's worried about things not done and left undone. Um, or whatever the phrase is, um, Dang it. I had something and I got caught up. Um, all right. I won't go down that road then, but that's a good point for sure about, um, why we are so focused on this. Um, yeah, because if you go to hell, you lose. Uh, but I don't think about that like with certain people. I mean, that's not the point. I think it's just fear. I mean, that was what mine was. Um, Because it's still loaded in the back of my head, you know, sitting on that bench burning forever. I don't know. You know, and so since so much fear was used and maybe since, um, you know, where NT comes from, it's so so much of an older um, faith there. I don't know if I can say that that way, Um, but it wasn't always focused on turn or burn.
2: Well, but, but so 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 there's two things that are sort of unique about American culture. One is we have this sort of Protestant work ethic of pull yeah. yourself by your boot, bootstraps. Yeah. Yeah. That's very much a part of who we and are. And that's
0: why I think the winning part plays into it some. I really do. But also
2: is we have a strong revivalist culture. And 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 so you have this mesh of you prove your worth by your works. Right. And you know this make a decision for Christ and so i think those two things married together has also created this notion of 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 hell or or consequences you know if you don't do this if you don't pull yourself up by your bootstraps here's what's going to happen to you so revivalist culture mm-hmm. married with you know protestant work ethic yeah i think has created some of this good
0: I'm sorry, but we're out of time today. And we thank you for listening. So, all right, we'll pick this back up. Um, Think about where we want to start if we want to continue down beating beating the hell out of it. (laughs) And so... um,
2: (laughs) I see what you did there.
0: Oh, thanks. So we'll pick this up in the next episode. Thank you all so much for listening. May the peace of the Lord be always with you. Thanks for joining us today. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook at at fun drain pod we'd love to hear your comments on our episodes and also suggest future episode topics also if you enjoy what we're doing go on to itunes and give us a review please thanks a lot